Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date Sunday the 3rd of December 2023. December the 1st. 2003 or 4, actually, I'm not entirely certain. It all blends into one in the early noughties. Noughties? Is that really what it's called? If there's one thing that unites humanity, it's the love of a cheap double entendre. Welcoming you to winter. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs. (laughs) This is Big Finish, audiobooks, audio drama and this podcast, all for the love of stories. (laughs) It's not Christmas yet, stop it. In a few moments, Benji and I will be shivering away to each other. Very chilly, it is, isn't it? Mm. Just saying. After that, it'll be time for the good review guy reviewing the reviews of Gallifrey War Room One Allegiance. This is what Gallifrey comes to. Then we go behind the scenes with a chilly set of stories featuring the Eighth Doctor in the bleak midwinter and a tale entitled 24 Doors in December by Big Finish legend John Dorney, released this Tuesday, the 5th of December. I must just stress that it's not John Dorney who's being released. Uh, he's not been incarcerated. Hello, I'm John Dorney, and I wrote 24 Doors in December for the 8th Doctor Adventures. Then it'll be time for the return of listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. We will chip the ice off your latest emails <laughs> and thaw out some interesting replies. Hopefully. That was very well written. Yes, I don't know what I was on when I wrote that. Also available this week, released on Thursday the 7th of December, Torchwood Oracle in the 43rd century. A ship from a thousand years in the future is calling for help. I'm Ronnie Duty, and I'm playing Danny Bartok, Ethics Committee of the Torchwood Archive. Following that, the Randomoid Selectatron will once again be delivering a random release with a 25% discount dutifully attached to it by Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery. Well done. Ran is currently inactive, so we've no idea what it will have to offer. But let's edit in a clip later on. Bit of a hiccupette in the catering department. Thanks, Ron. And finally, as always, we round off the podcast with a free 15-minute drama tease. And this week, it's The Eighth Doctor in the Bleak Midwinter, 24 Doors in December by John Dorney. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. In heaven and nature sing, in heaven and nature sing, in heaven and nature. Well, don't stop on my account. I was rather enjoying the singing. Oh, I'd rather not. That would feel awfully like showing off. If you have the voice for it, then you absolutely should show it off. And you do have the voice. Thank you. Winter is coming. Well, it's here. I mean, my pond was frozen this morning. My tiny I was actually, I was actually quoting Game of Thrones, but you know. Well, I um, don't watch it. No, winter is, is very much winter now. It's very cold. I'm going to, this evening, I'm going to a switching on of the Christmas lights. It's all very exciting. Oh. Um, yeah, it's all, so it's all kicking up, isn't it? Really kicking yeah, off. Yeah, uh, uh, behind the scenes editing lovely person, Jamie Griffiths, said he was going to the Blackpool, uh, you know. Oh, that would be fun. Switch on. 
if he sort of if there was some kind of time shift, he could suddenly find himself with Tom Baker, Liz Sladen, and Ian Marta doing it because they did it one year, didn't they? God, wouldn't back that be lovely day. to go back and the see Doctor Harrigan Sierra? Oh, how lovely! What a team! What a team! How oh, lovely! No, now, none of that this year. The, the the fact that I mean, what's your general reaction to winter? I just wanted to know, Benji. Um, I I don't mind winter because I love oh, we- I love wearing heavy coats and jackets. So for me, when it, when it, there's that coldness in the air, I actually really enjoy that. And once you um, commit to it, it feels quite comforting. Absolutely. It's and that also in-between love... stage when you don't know whether it's time for it yet and you find yourself caught out rather... Oh, that's know, awful. Yeah. Yeah, when really you, you, wear a coat, you wear a coat and you're boiling or you don't wear a coat and you're freezing. Mm. Um, yeah, that's not good. But I like it in the evening. You know, I, I, I love... Um, when it's dark and you've got a lovely well-lit sort of like be that a pub or a restaurant or something and i like that that moment where you step outside and it's a bit cold but it's very fresh um i do and enjoy you just that. roll down the hill home don't you yes get covered in snow um <laughs> i enjoy it i don't mind a bit of winter to be honest it's it's just it was all the rain that i don't like at the moment that's really grinding oh, yeah, me down right. you know when i felt besieged the other day when i was just you know stuck inside with torrential rain outside because there's nothing you can do no no unless you're uh, a weatherman yeah you can gesticulate at it if you're a weatherman mm-hmm. and make smart ass comments um i <laughs> what have i got against weathermen i you know or weather people uh I did write a, a line about them in a tom baker story once but i won't go into that um so let me introduce you to old age, Benji. Uh, Hello, winter, nice to meet win, you. Yeah, here he is. Hello, I'm old age. <laughs> um, winter is, the, the older you get, the worse winter is, in my view. That's my experience anyway, because you really feel the cold in your bones or however. I don't know whether it's actually in your bones. That's what we say. And it becomes, and you long for the summer months, even though it's not very nice to be sweltering hot, but it's just, yeah. It gets you down. The older you get, the less robust you are physically, uh, the more of pain in the neck winter is. But still, I'm not moaning. I've got my little radiator here in the shed. It's fine. And um, I mean, once you discover long johns, life life moves on. Well, I I feel yeah. I have got some uh, thermal underwear, but I'm not wearing it at the moment. If I may share such a, oh, I don't dear. even want to oh. use the phrase underwear. Because people might suddenly start visualising. Well, that's why I said long johns, because it's a more fun word, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, but that visualises in a whole other way. But anyway, uh, we were talking about winter, obviously, and maybe snow, which brings us back to what we were were talking about uh, some time ago. The Tenth Planet. And there's this whole business about how there was going to be a video release in... Because you were looking up on the... Were you looking on the Doctor Who wiki? I was, yeah. And to the rescue, as always, is Stephen Hatcher of the Hoovers, uh, who have been very generous to Big Finish in the past. Brilliant. Done Big Big Finish finish days. Lovely, lovely, lovely guy. I recommend all their events. Yes. Um, And Steve got in touch to say this. Uh, It said, The mystery of why the announced VHS release of The Tenth Planet in 1993 was cancelled is actually a heartbreaking story. The BBC fell victim to a hoax that episode four had been found. They prepared a rush release for the completed story, much as they had done for Tomb of the Cybermen the previous year. And they even got Michael Craze to record an introduction celebrating the return of the episode. 
When it became clear that they had been duped, the release was shelved. Michael Craze's introduction can actually be found on YouTube, though. And I watched wow. it, and it, it, it exists. So it just goes to show, you know, that that missing episode mania was, was yeah. even around then. Well, I you think, know. you know, no one ever thought Tomb of the Cybermen would come back. And there it was, this complete classic story that everyone had been talking about. You know, everyone who was in it had always said what a fantastic story it was and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and I think, yeah, I think people thought, oh, it's happening. It's going to keep happening now. So I can see how they were you. But, I mean, who who would do such a thing? Well, fantasists, I suppose, really is the answer. Gosh, you think? And people you think there's some tricks. Doctor Who fans who are fantasists. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, we're very lucky in terms of the stories we actually have had back. A lot, of, you know, with with the, I guess, with the exception of, um, you know, some key Cybermen stories. Obviously, all the Trout and Dalek stories and. And a few Yeti stories, <laughs> you know, Ice Warriors bits and bobs. But we, for the for the vast majority, we've we've got an awful lot of fantastic stories returned to the archives. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, it was like we've, we've mentioned this before, but you know, a similar thing when you said, you know, such an extraordinary story like Tomb of the Cybermen. The same thing of when when the Web of Fear was returned. Mm. Um, that feeling for so many people, because that was such a important story in Doctor Who's heritage you know when you look I always think it's one of those stories when you actually go through Doctor Who it's always referenced well not always but it's referenced an awful lot within Doctor Who you know Yeti in the underground yeah. and, you well, know, and also and, it was you know Lethbridge Stewart's first story you know when he was the colonel wearing, yeah which ironically we don't, we don't we still don't really get to see but um, yeah, there's the hat, this hat yeah, over his Gary, yeah I'm trying to fit it over my uh, headphones it doesn't quite work I but, love yeah, that it, hat, but I can't wear it because I'm not Scottish. It's a really, I wore it, it was given to me by Keith Barnfather, who, you know, real-time pictures, myth-makers, if that means anything to anyone. And, you know, I, uh, he, he had, as I've mentioned before, I think, he had, you know, a, a nano spoon of uh, Scottish blood in him, so decided to do a Scottish-themed wedding. So I had to wear a kilt, and I was his best man. I had to wear a kilt. And he, let, he let me keep the Glengarry because you couldn't hire that. You had to buy... Mm. and it is the most comfortable hat and I would love to be able to wear it all the time but you just you know an Englishman cannot go around wearing a Glengarry can you just no I you mean, can't no. no absolutely not but there's so many things <laughs> I was that hoping would be for some leeway there Benji I was no, hoping for you to no, give me some no absolutely not absolutely mm. not um, I mean there is the, the Clifford family has its own tartan Aye. so I think I could get away with wearing the Clifford tartan um, but there's probably a Briggs tartan um, I bet there and isn't. A, and a custard tartan. Um, but, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, there are so good. many things. You know, I'd love to go, you know, those um, where, what, uh, like, Napoleonic, they, those shoulder, I can't remember what the term, the shoulder things on jackets that have the tassels, you mean, I the can't gold think of shoulders. The now. Um, you know, I'd love to wear jackets with those, but, you know, you'd, you'd feel like a bit of a bozo, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, so. maybe we could start a new trend of wear what you like. So. You know, I'll, I'll go out in a full suit of armour. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, why the sky's not? the limit. The sky's the limit. Do that. Just where you're Glen Gary and you're Garibaldi. You know, it's just, just, just the, the sky's the limit. A Garibaldi is a bit. I wouldn't like a Garibaldi because they're full of currents, aren't they? And I, I can't get over the fact that they look, they look like flypaper, basically, don't they? I need to get a picture of it up. I don't think I have much, much experience of of looking at Garibaldis, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's part. It's the only residual bit of my dried fruit phobia, 
which I've largely managed to get over through application of intelligent thinking. <laughs> oh, I like Garibaldi's. No, they're all right. I they're like a bit, a bit of fruit cake, um, Christmas cake. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, it's it's taken me a long while to uh, to get over dried fruit for breakfast, but I'm there now. I'm oh, there. Really? I love strawberry crunch. Yeah, it's brilliant. And berry oh, crunch. Yeah, when I say dried fruit, I basically mean currants and sultanas and raisins. Oh, that sort of stuff. That's fine. Yeah, I don't mind that. You're okay with that? Shove, shove, shove it in a, a you know a scone or something. Do you know, I just really had a pang for longing for spam just right then. <laughs> oh yeah, well the 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 um the cooker hobs here uh, have been cut off due to problems to do with pipes, which I won't go into. Subsequently, there the looks like there's going to be no hobs until after Christmas. So what the? Yeah, yeah. So I'm <sighs> having to get a camping stove. Oh to, my goodness! To, to cook to cook the spam on. Yeah. What? What? Just what about Christmas dinner? What about Christmas dinner, Nick? I don't know. I do not know. <gasps> we were looking for a place to go out and have a Christmas lunch. I've done that before. We can't find anywhere. You have to book it like six months in advance six in order to get years some. In Do you know what my recommendation well, there would be? There's nowhere open. Nowhere open. What's your recommendation? Come on. Just get something from the curry house. Do you think that? Have you be ever open? had Christmas Day curry? I bet they won't be open on Christmas Day. You'd be surprised. Christmas curry. That's been a thing. I've had oh, that before. It's brilliant. Now you're talking. Break the shackles of normality and, and embrace curry Christmases. It's, it's fantastic. <sighs> You know, because the end, you know, if I mean, I love a Christmas dinner, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I'll have curry. had about two anyway before exactly. have a, I always have go a out. Curry, have a curry. Oh, I'm gonna see whether they're open, you know, that or I could get the, one a few days before and just warm it up. Could do that, might be a bit dodge, up. but no, 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 just a couple of days. No, 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 <laughs> don't take no, that away no, from my idea. <laughs> I mean, no, cold curry, curry in itself is lovely. No, I, when you warm it up, it's good if it's marinated for a couple of days. It's rather good. This is true. This is true. There we go. Well, maybe I've mm. maybe I've planted the seed of a rather fantastic Christmas. Hmm. I'll let you know. Still, talking of seeds, here. however, yes, I want to plant another one here. This is yeah. the Good Review Guide tree, oh. which I'm just planted, <laughs> which finds you the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions and trees to help recommend them for you. I think your segues are really blossoming. <laughs> oh, well, they're certainly growing on me. Uh, um, right. And, and as promised this week, <laughs> I love tried, that review. Uh, not so good. Uh, we're looking at Gallifrey War Room One Allegiance. From Big Finish Productions, Gallifrey War Room, Volume One. This is what Gallifrey comes to. Cruel creatures ruled by a monster. A monster, you say? I am a visionary. And you will have your part in achieving that vision. You see, Leela, I have plans for you. We want the same thing. I need to be sure I can rely on you out here. That I can trust you. And I want you to know that you can trust me. We have a biosign. A Dalek. One passenger. Two heartbeats. What a terrible time lord I'd become. Mm, I only like the terrible ones. Romana would be amused. Oh, I can imagine. Laughing at me for the mess I've become. <laughs> if she could see us both right now. She would be proud, Narvin. 
Step away from the console. Cardinal, I must protect- Stand down, Commander! Leela, stop! Never! I know this is a difficult choice. One way or another, you will serve Gallifrey. The only choice you have is how. Big Finish, for the love of stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type War Room into the search pane to find this one. First up, that's what Ian McArdle at cultbox.co.uk did. Whilst we know Gallifrey's eventual fate in the Time War, Allegiance does an excellent job of drawing the strands together. Away from the actions of the War Doctor who's busy on the front lines, we see the morally dubious actions of a society who are prepared to do anything to survive. And yet, despite their compromises, we cannot help rooting for the likes of the General and Rasmus who fight the Dalek threat by any means necessary. What's particularly interesting is the role Leela plays. She begins as an unwilling accomplice, but grows into a position where her unique skills and instincts are invaluable. There's no moral compromise for her though. Leela remains steadfastly on the side of hope, always seeking to save rather than destroy. Whilst Louise Jameson may have played the role for more than four decades now, she always brings something fresh to the part, and hers is the standout performance across the set. Based on the evidence of War Room 1 Allegiance, Gallifrey remains on both political and personal form. A great start to a new era, and that is one, two, three, four stars out of five. That's marvellous, with a white star at the end, which means seven. Uh, yes. Indie Mac user Jacob Licklider says, Overall... <coughs> there was on, on the big finished Facebook page. I saw it and I liked yeah. it. You carry on, <laughs> say it. Say so, it. <laughs> someone, yeah, they quoted a review, Big Finish quoted a review, and, and, and it started with the word overall, and I just replied saying, overall alert. Somebody I, else did. Somebody else replied with overall alert. Oh, amazing. Who was that then? I, only, I didn't look at any other comments. Uh, I'm not going to trawl through and find it, but whoever they are, they're a genius. Yes. Genius. A Gallifrey War Room Allegiance overall, marvellous. They're all wearing overalls on Gallifrey now. Is a wonderful beginning to a brand new era of a spin-off series while managing to respect the legacy of the series, which has released 12 series. There's a competition here to see how many times the word series can be in this sentence before this, and it's still going strong. If if there's another if series appears once more in this review quote I may have to go and have a line. <laughs> uh, this is one of the strongest entries as a set with four very different writers putting their own spin on the series. <laughs> series. <laughs> oh, just have a little lie down. Oh dear. I think we have to have a series alert in this. Series <laughs> alert. Uh, to also have the complete new direction with politics at the centre. Uh, which is what makes Gallifrey work. Nine out of ten. That's nine series out of ten. That's because there are nine mentions of the word series. <laughs> well, on social media, Doctor Series, no, it's not, it's Doctor Winter, <laughs> says, Finished Gallifrey War Room 1. Very enjoyable with characters you love and characters you love to hate. Not darker levels yet. Fave story was the first days of Fyredon. Is it Fayadian? Faden? 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 I do you know. I don't know off the top of my head. Terrible. Well, you can all guess why. Uh-huh. Well, we can't because can we? we don't remember. It was a long time ago. Uh, next week, there'll be more reviews as we take a look at Jekyll and Ceres. Hide. Hide. <laughs> 
Coming up soon, Tortured Oracle, the Random Woods Electrotron, and a 15-minute drama tease of 24 Doors in December. But before that... We open some of those doors to find out how and why they came into being as the opening story of the Eighth Doctor Adventures in the bleak mid-winter of our discontent. Of our discontent. Deformed, unfinished. Sorry. Hello, I'm John Dorney, and I wrote 24 Doors in December for the Eighth Doctor Adventures. Sorry, there's been an alteration to the schedules, but I can assure you we are the very best Great Grottos has to offer. I'm sure you are. I can't imagine he'd have sent you otherwise. Charlie, Audacity, Santa and his elf are here. There are some sentences you don't get to say often enough. Do you find that? I love Christmas. I love um, Advent calendars. I love Doctor Who Christmas stories. The concept of it came relatively quickly. I I knew it pretty much had to be an hour. I didn't think it would sustain a two-hour thing. And I think it was originally in my head going to be sort of like 24 days in December, but then, or or, you know, something like that. But um, the moment I came up with thinking 24 doors in December, and then from that leading on to the next aspect of it, going well that means it's got to be in exactly 24 scenes and each scene's got to contain a slightly different door. I already knew literally from that going, well, the first one has to be opening the door of an advent calendar and the last one has to be opening the doors of the TARDIS. Uh, So what are the ones in the middle and what's the story in the middle? Every now and then when, you know, an idea kind of pops into my head, I kind of send an email through to someone saying, do you have any slots where this might fit? And uh, I, I think we'd had initial discussions about uh, doing one for the second Eighth Doctor set this year. And I asked, pretty much as I did with the Krampus one I'd done before, going, when is this out? Is it near enough to Christmas that I feel I can get away with doing this? And they said, it's actually December. So it, it felt like it was locked on from that point on. Hello, my name's India Fisher and I play Charlie Pollard. Well, I love a Christmassy theme. They've travelled to... Naughties, England, uh, 2003, 2004, and they get involved with a, uh, a Father Christmas and there's sort of strange goings on with uh, him seeing visions and uh, he gets very freaked out by Charlie and Audacity because he's seen them before. And so they're all trying to work it out. And in, as as is always the case with anything involving Charlie, there's a sort of time space continuum problem that you know she possibly is causing as as always <laughs> that sort of damocles always hangs over charlie so i'm always very pleased when you say oh this might be a new venture i'm like oh good 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 she's not about to be ripped from the space-time continuum just yet <laughs> it's always quite fun writing for a, a an old companion but with a new companion because it kind of brings in different angles and different styles in it so it's quite fun to have early Charlie in this be sort of the experienced one but then teaching an an older lady and all of the different kind of dynamics you can get with that and and, uh, the the pairings you can get. She's always reinventing herself isn't she but um, I love it the idea that she's on a Tibetan mountain as you are in the Himalayas with some llamas and uh, and then in pops audacity with with great audacity I feel yeah but um, I think it's a, a really lovely pairing actually. Hello, my name's Ken Bentley and I'm the director. It's difficult to separate the relationship between the characters from the relationship between the actors because 
Jay and India got on like a house on fire almost from the moment they both walked into the studio. That's useful because, I mean, well, it's good to have actors in a good mood because actors do uh, their best work when they're enjoying themselves. So that was useful. But it's also useful for the characters because the characters get on well and um, and instantly start to have fun and, and are starting to tease the Doctor a bit as well, which I quite like. So it's going to be fascinating to see where that character relationship goes. But it's been brilliant to sit back and, and see Jay and India having so much fun. Jay Griffiths and I play Lady Audacity Montague. So Charlie and Audacity meet with the dock. I don't know how he wrangled it, but it's snowing. It's beautiful winter's day. And they go for a chat. And I think they're going to become a force to be reckoned with separately, but actually stronger together. And the doctor better watch out. It's very exciting to have Jason Watkins in this. Everybody basically adores Jason Watkins, don't they? It was uh, it's such a joy to have him. He was so perfect. I, I'd, I'd, I'd put in the character being from Wolverhampton almost on a whim. Uh, I say almost. It was basically it, it was named after a, a friend of a friend who was a massive Doctor Who fan, and they were from Wolverhampton. So I put Wolverhampton in, going, oh, you know, maybe maybe I'll kind of just do that. And the fact that um, Jason properly came from Wolverhampton meant that it's it's lovely kind of having because I sort of feel it's probably the best part in the episode, even including the regulars. And it, it needed to be someone good because you know it's the heart and soul of the episode. And if you don't kind of warm to this probably quite selfish, quite difficult chap you're not really going to be sold on following the story because he's pretty much in you know the majority of it so it need to be someone of that sort of style and scale i'm jason watkins and i play al norton i don't know what i'm supposed to do ah, a dream i can't even escape when i'm oh i'm done with this lovely thank you well he's quite vulnerable isn't he al He's like bad Santa, really, isn't he? Um, and I'm sure there's a nod to him there. But I think he's trying his best, isn't he? And he's confused. And it's so good, actually, because you're not quite sure what is going on with him early on. And that's that's a good place to be, I think. This is Paul McGann, Doctor Number 8. Now, let's get reading. Well, because in the Northern Hemisphere, we've got... It's, you know, darkness... You know, short days, that end of the year feeling, that midwinter thing for us, the solstice, as well as that social thing. You know, some people are, and New Year, you know, we've got to include New Year in that the week after. It's a pressure. There's something, I don't know, you do a sort of, or one does a sort of um, a reckoning. There's a kind of reckoning with what's the, the year that's just gone. You know, you feel. <laughs> Well, I do anyway. That's quite revealing, isn't it? Just go to bigfinish.com and type midwinter into the search page at the top to find this one. And remember, it's out this Tuesday, the 5th of December. Meanwhile, it's listeners' emails. That's right, put on your coats. It's going to be a shitty one today. And if you want to send your emails in, send them to podcast at bigfinish.com in a special thermal envelope. And that's exactly what Julie did. Uh, it says here, Heineken... Well, the subject is fun times. Fun times! Quite frankly. Heineken Benji. Hi there. Um, Hi first there. off, just wanted to say how much I love Big Finish's work. Oh, thank you. I love it so much that I did an academic presentation for an online in-person conference about fandom. You guys have made so many amazing stories by, with, and for fans of Doctor Who and other rangers. Thank you. 
Julie from the USA. From the USA. Well, thank you. For, Have for you doing clicked the presentation? presentation? It, it, it goes to the presentation. Oh, really? Yeah. Good it's, lord. It's, oh. it's, interestingly, the, the link is embedded in resentation. The P doesn't contain the link. I don't know the why. Not. Resentation. The presentation. The presentation. The presentation. Look at this. It's very swish. It is, isn't it? Very swish indeed. We've got the. Oh, and, it's, and it plots the course right through, doesn't it, as well, of the different. How it's evolved over time, the spin off ranges. It's an excellent, excellent. P presentation, I think. P presentation. That's very good. Very, very good. Next up, uh, Chris Knight uh, has written in uh, with the subject line, Sixth Doctor, Older Perry and Older Turlow, question mark, mm-hmm. that my voice is giving away. Hi there, full stop. Hi there. Hi there, full stop. I realise it might be tricky to schedule both Nicola Bryant and Mark Strickson, but I was wondering if you'd ever considered having an older Turlow join the Sixth Doctor and Perry, even if just for one adventure. I'd love to hear about what Turlow has gotten up to since Planet of Fire, and I think putting it in the older Perry arc would make for a really interesting dynamic, considering how Perry and Turlow met each other only for him to leave in the same serial. And I think Six and Turlow would have great chemistry. I dare say Mark would probably enjoy the opportunity to not have to pitch his voice as well. Uh, Ha ha. Uh, I hope you both have a great day. Just a day, that's it. Just one great day, that's it. And just the one after that, a lifetime of toil. (laughs) Well, that's pretty much it. Um, What a good idea is what I'll say about that. Mm. Well, we got one more here from Alexander. Uh, subjects 9th Doctor 20 and 6th Doctor 40, 10th Doctor Big Finish Future and War Doctor Future. Recurring. Um, <laughs> Dear Nick and Benji, is there any plans for a 9th Doctor 20th anniversary adventure in 2025 or a 6th Doctor 40th anniversary box set in 2024? Is it up for discussion? Well, it'd be a bit too late if it was up for discussion now. Um, but uh, there, there, there's no 20th anniversary adventure for the ninth Doctor. But there is something for the sixth Doctor coming up. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Also, will David Tennant still voice the tenth Doctor after the 60th anniversary specials? Um. Well, I hope so. He hasn't recorded anything for us yet. But uh, I mean, I hope that David will come back to big finish Um, fingers crossed everyone and what is next in store for the war doctor after enemy mine thanks alexander alexander neff um well alexander neff i can't tell you that there is something in store there yeah he's nipping a tesco isn't he and it will be out of the store if you buy it it will come out of the store and go into your ears was that out of my ears? Yeah, that works that, for me. Yeah, is that okay? Does that meet yeah, with the beautiful, beautiful. Benji satisfaction quality? Yes, that is what I needed to know. Uh, good. Uh, that's it for the emails this week. Do keep them coming. And don't forget that we have a drama tease of the Eighth Doctor Adventures and the Randomoids Electrotron coming up. In the meantime, also available this week, a futuristic tale from Torchwood entitled. Oracle. I'm Ronnie Duty and I'm playing Danny Bartok, Ethics Committee. 
of the Torchwood Archive. Torchwood has experience of situations like this. Which is why you're here. And when accessing material from outside our time, there are ethical considerations. Of course before, there are. Keep us on our toes. Before we touch anything. Coming back to the part as it, it's a surprise, it's a joy. Um, it does tend to be the one that fans have said to me have been their favourite two episodes. Uh, the Impossible Planet and Satan's Pit of Series 2 with David Tennant and Billy Piper. Uh, and that's always a real joy, um, as well as having a wonderful letter from Russell T. Davis himself saying how they were the, his two favourite to write as well and very dear to him. So it's always been really close for me. Um, and it's it's a really interesting time for it because um, with David Tennant regenerating as as the doctor at the end of um the 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 current series um suddenly created a real trend and surge for the episodes he did and and again ironically um impossible planet and satan's pit seem to have come around again in terms of the social uh media world so it's uh it all seems to have happened at the right time i don't believe it of course they have an ood in the future i can't live without mine it's a hologram an oodogram. You know, uh, the scripts have been so wonderfully written. They have a sense, uh, you know, of that storyline in them. Um, and, and very cleverly, uh, the writing has sort of picked up on those moments of, um, uh-oh, it's the Ood again. And, you know, there's there's that, that sort of weight of history of his... Um, uh, previous experience with them and also sort of his his own historical knowledge of of what it's been like what what it was like at that point in time to have been in their company and and, and to now be back in a similar situation wishing to preempt their behavior uh, so that's that's just been really glorious in the writing actually danny is a bit of a coward and it's proven on my uh top trump's trading card if, if, if i'm not wrong and i'm sure fans will correct me uh there is one of the one of one of the sort of valuations is bravery uh, and of course he's he's very low <laughs> um with that so yes he uh and and also he, he farts in the ventilation tunnel during the two episodes that i did so he is quite quite nervous and uh, and yes everything sort of has a protocol but then uh in a way real life happens and then he has to really deal with danger um yeah not a not a natural born hero mr barsnock ethics have their place but but we are answering an sos are you considering holding that up with a debate that doesn't sound very ethical now does it i'm Teresa bannon and i'm playing a letter song a letter i think she's very misunderstood uh, she appears, I think, initially to be um, just trying to do her job, but uh, she has huge ambitions to take over the world deep down. There is a certain ruthlessness to a letter. I think there's um, a very cunning side to her, too. She happens upon the opportunities, but once she knows they're there, she makes full use of them. I couldn't exactly say that Aletta was a good person. I think the scene I've particularly enjoyed playing uh, was the one we've just recorded where she's, she shows just a little chink in her armor in trying to bond with Danny. 
These databanks may contain a full history of the future of the human empire. Oh, it'd be a pity if it was just recipes. Even they could be dangerous. Look, the point I'm trying to make Ooh. is that... Dangerous omelettes? <laughs> no. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Oracle into the search pane at the top to find this one available from this Thursday, the 7th of December. Ooh. Meanwhile, it's... The Randomoid Selectatron will be randomly select a Big Finish release and offer you a 25% discount on it. It's a new thing we're trying out, you know, we've never done it before. Yeah, oh, it's very it's very easy, you know. Um, what you got? What you got for me? Let's have a look. Oh, the tension's killing me. Lots of free things, loads of free podcasts. Well, we're not going to do the freebies because you can't give a discount on the freebies. Okay, we've got Suburban Hell. Oh, we'll right, that's Suburban Fourth Doctor, Hell. isn't it? Certainly is, Tom Baker right, and Louise Alan Jameson. Barnes. Yep, I correct. directed it, that's why I know. Yeah. Annette Badland, uh, Raymond Coulthard and Katie Wicks in a full cast audio drama. Um, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Fourth Doctor Adventures. Suburban hell. Bit of a hiccupette in the catering department. I don't suppose you'd have a jar of mayonnaise about the house? This is suburban England, late 1970s by the decor. There's mixed nuts in the sideboard. Would you be a darling, put them in a dish for me? We find ourselves in dire need of a few electronic oddments for the purpose of running repairs. And what are you driving? The doctor has a TARDIS. Well, it's one of those funny makes, isn't it, from Eastern Europe? So there is a wrinkle in time in the street outside? Yes, and the TARDIS has slipped to the far side of that instability. I do not understand this temporal ruckage, only that it caused the TARDIS to disappear just as soon as we stepped out of it. Curious, this picture. Woman with a blue face, oh, I should say so. Look at the sky in the background. All I see are stars. Stars, exactly. This particular astronomical arrangement is visible only from a point deep within the heart of the constellation Monoceros. Thing is, we were wondering about the Hopkinses. The people who used to live here. No one wants to say about them. Was there some scandal? What's that noise? Are we expecting someone for dinner? Only you. What is it you want? You have three minutes more to surrender the vessel. What's it on about? I don't know. Uh, you two got a boat? I think them blue things might be uh, eating him. Well, Doctor, can't say it's not been a good innings, but this time the chips are down and here comes the ketchup. Big finish. We love stories. This is very much inspired by uh, Abigail's Party, the Mike Lee play. Oh, brilliant, yeah. Yeah, uh, but with a, a big alien twist, and it's a completely different plot, it has to be said. But the, the sort of setting, the suburban setting, uh, it's lovely. It, yeah, uh, and I think it, it's Caroline, uh, sorry, Katie Wicks uh, playing Belinda. That was an amazing performance from her gosh we recorded that back in 2013 and it was released in 2015 good wow. lord good lord yeah. and always Time you can flies, always eh? rely on a great script from alan barnes uh, i just love working with him he's been so tied up doing the um comic strip for doctor who magazine the last few months i've really missed having him on you know i keep have kept asking him to do stuff because i'm a bit busy at the moment i i hope that soon he'll be able to Come back to us and do something great. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, well, I hope. Uh, yeah. 
Um, well, um, while I emailed Jackie Emery, the content manager, Big Finish, uh, about this so that she can set the offer live on the Big Finish website, um, Benji, since it's very cold in the UK at the moment, can you explain how listeners can get their discount in a very cosy, warm voice? Oh, this this requires getting very close to the microphone, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, so. yes. So... Get close to the fire. Get your hands out nice and warm. Maybe dig into a nice warm pie or get a nice hot <laughs> chocolate. Into a pie with a Go spe- to bigfinish.com. Oh, yes. Once you're over there, head to the podcasts page. It's lovely over here. Very nice. Think <laughs> lovely red velvet. Unless you've got a fear of velvet in which think of, I don't do know. Do people have a fear of velvet? They certainly do, yes. If you do have a fear of velvet, think of... Silk, and if you have a fear of silk, think of velvet, or, or if you fear both of them, think of polystyrene. Click <laughs> read more, and sweet. once you've uh, read more on the podcast page, you should look in the blurb. Lovely word, blurb. Once you're there, just click here and enter the code buck up. Lovely, cozy word, buck up. And then once you've got your discount, get under a nice blanket, put your feet up, and listen to Big Finish. So you get it from me. There you go. That will that'll probably sound nicer. Well done. I was just listening to a bit of a sound design correction thing there while you were doing that. Uh so that's all sent oh, nice off. To, nice nice to see I'm I'm as captivating as ever ever. <laughs> well, well I prefer to think of it this way, Benji. I'm leaving it all in your capable hands <laughs> while I'm performing another time. I got slightly distracted because I just sent the email to um Jackie, and uh, and then I saw that this other email had arrived. Sorry, I'm in the middle of doing the music for a, a third Doctor adventure at the moment, so I'm getting little sound design corrections coming through. It's all good and well. Yeah, that's fair. Thanks, Ran. Love you. As of now, next week's podcast, which is out on the 10th of December, is called War Doctor Enemy because it features War Doctor. The War Doctor begins. Enemy Mine. Uh, which is released on Wednesday the 13th of December at the moment. Who knows if that will change, but uh, yeah, Shifting Sands. No, it'll probably be out, be out on the 13th of December. What do you reckon, Benji? I think so. I think so. I've got a good feeling Got a good feeling about this one. But of course, in the meantime, it remains only for me to say that this edition of the Big Finish podcast was presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. Nick also wrote, produced, and edited it. And of course, Benji and I did this for the love of stories. And finally, on the Big Finish podcast, the Eighth Doctor Adventures in the Bleak Midwinter, 24 Doors in December, by John Dorney. December the 1st. 2003 or four, actually, I'm not entirely certain. It all blends into one in the early noughties. Noughties? Is that really what it's called? If there's one thing that unites humanity, it's the love of a cheap double entendre. Peter Rogers got 30 films out of it. Actually, that's a point. There'll be a few of those on the telly in about three weeks. That'd be a treat. If something of a culture shock, what a carry-on. 
Right, best to stick with the historical settings, though. I would almost wish the same for us. This whole experience still veers towards a culture shock even before we reach these tellies and films and double entendre of which you speak. You'll catch up soon enough. Oh, I'm certain I shall. I'm simply saying that historical settings would prove a shade easier to adapt to, at least to begin with. Oh, you've got to dive in at the deep end, or what's the point? Landing directly at the start of the holiday season happens so rarely, I feel we've got to embrace it when it happens. Even if it is in the middle of a middling epoch. I suppose there is something thrilling in seeing how a different era celebrates its festivities. And it's been so long since I've had a proper Christmas, with all the build-up and anticipation. Which is why I was looking for this. Build-up and anticipation in solid form. A doll's house. A doll's house based on this house? Better than that. It isn't a Baker Street Christmas without the Baker Street Advent calendar. I made it myself a few generations back when I bought the place. I was stuck a while, got bored. I'm not entirely sure what an Advent calendar is. The words are suggestive, but the precise meaning is unclear. Oh, you'll love them. They were made by German Lutherans initially, either that or by a German mother finding a novel way to give her children sweets. One or the other. German, basically. You only missed them by a few decades. This is not clarifying matters. Every day in December, you open a new door. They're all numbered, see? One a day until you reach Christmas Eve. The double doors? Exactly. And what do I find behind these doors? Well, that's the point, isn't it? Something new. A surprise. Would you like to open the first one? Why not? If we're staying here all month... And go ahead. Open door number one. I wonder what lies inside. December the 2nd, the fire escape from the staff area of a large department store. I just thought, seeing as it's Christmas and everything, I, yeah, I know that doesn't make any difference, but I'm better. I swear I'm better. I'm back at work and I am, well, no, not work, not work work, you know, the Santa gig. Same like every year. But I'm thinking of getting some new headshots with the money and... and... Yeah, of course I want to get her some presents too. I'm just trying to think long term. I won't blow it all on. I won't. I'm better. Ow! There you are. Oh, uh, look, sorry, I, I've got to go. My elf's turned up. I'll call you later, okay? Okay? Send him my love. Yeah. Bye. I was looking for ages. What are you doing out here? Sorry, Isabel. I just wanted to make a call. You know, staff room's not private enough. We're on, are we? We're on. Don't forget your beard. You can't forget your beard. Go on to have Santa without one. 
scare all the kids. Oh, I left it indoors. Then make sure you get it. And maybe have a mint. A mint? Do I have to spell it out? Oh, I mean, it's cold out here. Don't begrudge me a little nip, do ya? Like I say, have a mint. And try not to get into the habit of it. I won't. I'm not. Hello. Someone there? The 3rd of December, the kitchen door in Baker Street. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. In heaven and nature sing, in heaven and nature sing, in heaven and nature well, don't stop on my account. I was rather enjoying the singing. Oh, I'd rather not. I, that would feel awfully like showing off. If you have the voice for it, then you absolutely should show it off. And you do have the voice. Oh, thank you. At least I am familiar with this tune. In the last two days, I have heard such an unusual collection of carols. The words make little sense. For example, who in their right wits would truly wish for it to be Christmas every day? The cost alone would surely be prohibitive, and I would say a great deal of the holiday's appeal lies in its novelty. I do not believe these wizards have truly thought through the idea. What are you doing? Mm, I'm attempting a Christmas pudding. You can make a wish as you stir, you know. Would you like to? But of course. You go from east to west, to celebrate the journey of the Magi. But east to west clockwise or east to west anti-clockwise? Um, I'm not certain these instructions are entirely clear. Whichever takes your fancy. It's all superstition anyhow. The important thing is the pudding. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without a... Without what? The pudding, I think. You know, I'm not entirely sure why I said that. Is it cold in here? No, it is, if anything, unseasonably warm. I suppose it is the kitchen. No, I just got a chill, that's all. It'll pass. Anyway, I'll tell you what Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without. Children. Oh, that's true. It gives them such joy. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Doctor. I've just been in the loft. We might need new Christmas decorations. Some of the ones up there have seen better days. Making the pudding, are we? Yes. Remember, stir east to west if you want to make a wish. I have been informed. But I may already have the means to make it come true. Oh? Don't tell him what it is, then it never will. You think we need children to make Christmas perfect? Well, I may know a way for that to happen. I have quite a few contacts with the children's hospitals in London. Maybe some of them would enjoy a party. Oh, Doctor! That would be wonderful. Then I shall do my best to make it happen. Let me see, who is it in this time period? James Barry? Oh, that might be a few years out. 
Happy Christmas indeed. The 4th of December, the back exit of a double-decker bus. Lift would be great, yeah? Save the pennies where I can. But look, Izzy, you don't have to check up on me. I'm going home. Like right this moment, just off the bus. I've got a ready meal out of the freezer and a DVD lined up. I'm different now, I swear. That was a, a, a one-off. What's that? No, not, not you, is it? Just, just a caroler or something? I can't see where they are, but... Ah! So, I, I, I've got to go. Hello? It was all too quick. I couldn't stop it. What? You, you couldn't stop... What? You were so close. Why didn't you do something? Do what? Huh? Where? You were there. Oi! Quiet down there, mate. Oh, uh, sorry, so I, I, I thought I saw, um, I don't know what I thought I saw. Some of us have got kids. Maybe, maybe just a quick half. December the 5th, the revolving door at the front of a large department store. Charlotte, I truly am grateful that the doctor insisted we remain here the whole month. All these sights to see, they quite take my breath away. The illumination, so pretty. The intricacies of the window displays. How do the mechanics work? Oh, I'm not entirely sure. Of course, one forgets. As you have travelled with the Doctor longer than I, and have your origins in my future, I tend to assume you find all this commonplace. Oh, it still holds its novelties. I'm not that much more experienced. And this is my future too. Then we shall find our way through it together. Well, the first thing we have to find our way through is this store. It does appear terribly grand. Very intimidating. You say it does not specialise, but is instead several different emporiums at once? Yes, although they call them departments. What a novel conceit. It was in my day. This place is about the same age as me. Then one of you is exceptionally well-preserved. <laughs> Opened in the same year as I was born, I mean. I understood. I am not quite so green behind the ears as you might think, new traveller or no. Sorry. Let us enter, then. I look forward to the adventure. Although, given the frontage, the Doctor must have expensive tastes in decorations. I think he just wants us to give the children a good party. Wait. If he does, this illustration... Well, it looks like an advertisement. Well, the queue seems long, but the children appear awfully happy. All for this gentleman at the end. Who is he? Him. That's Father Christmas. <laughs> that is not Father Christmas. I have seen the Mummer's plays, and this character would appear rather different. Besides, he appears to bear another name, judging from the wording. Oh, what, Santa Claus? Oh, they're the same thing. They demonstrably are not. The words are nothing alike. Well, they're both supposed to be St Nicholas, the most generous of saints. That is not the plot I recall. 
children ask him for presents to be delivered on Christmas Eve. Is that why they go to this grotto? Yes, and if they can't make that, they send him a letter. And do these presents arrive? Down the chimney, usually. What an unusual postage system. But if it is the tradition, then should we not have one such grotto at our festive celebration for the children? Perhaps. I wonder. Let us go and visit Santa. I have thought of a gift he may perhaps deliver to us. All right. Well, it seems to be on the fourth floor. Do we actually have a working chimney? The 6th of December, the front entrance of Santa's Grotto. You ready for the next one? Yeah, in a second, my throat's getting rough. <laughs> uh, how long is it until lunch? Half an hour. There's still a bit of a queue out there. No rest for the wicked. You're not wicked. That's the point. You're very, very good. Remember that. Is that water? Ooh. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. As long as it is. All right, let's just have the next one. <coughs> yo ho ho, yo ho. <coughs> yo ho ho. Wow! Santa. This is Isla and her dad. Of course it is. I know Isla. I know every child, don't I? Oh, yes. I forgot. Hello, Isla. Come over here and tell Santa what you want. Oh, go on, then. Yeah, nothing too expensive, mind. Oh, price is no object in Santa's workshop. Is it not? <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. Are you really Santa? Why, yes, can't you tell? Because this beard doesn't look very real. <laughs> oh. If Santa gets a present, he should probably ask for more glue. I paid a tenner for this. We'll look into a refund. You're not the real Santa. Well, I... No, but I'm 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 one of his friends. He gets us to Subin. It's terribly busy this time of year. Uh, uh, <laughs> it can't be everywhere. Big finish for the love of stories.